I'm Daniel, and welcome back for episode number five of the Last Minute Corner podcast, a podcast for football fans by football fans. Today, joining me again is Jack and Adam to talk about the world of football. This week, we are taking the podcast far closer to home and looking at what is going to be an exciting Scottish Cup run-in with both old firm clubs being knocked out. Who do you think will go on to win? If this sounds like something you'd be interested in, make sure you subscribe for similar content. So, how are we doing today? Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. How about you, Adam? Yeah, not too bad. Just delighted to be back at work this week, obviously. (laughs) Back at work. It's been a change for me and Adam. We're both back to full-time work. It's been an adaption, let's just say. But we're still making a podcast this week. All cheerily, I hope. Got plenty of energy. Got so, so many yeah. swear words. <laughs> yeah, we'll try and not be explicit this week if we can. But um, yeah, no, I think it's quite a good topic. And to be fair, I'm quite excited to bring it closer to home. I think being Scottish, all of us, we kind of owe it to do a kind of Scotland podcast. Because all we talk about is the Premier League. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> With an occasional bit of Europe chucked into it, yeah, probably should talk yeah. about it. Well overdue. Yeah. Um, so I think, top of the Premier League, though, maybe that's where we start with the news. Um, Premier League results this weekend, I think, maybe being biased, probably a big result was the Chelsea win at West Ham, I think. It probably firms Chelsea in the top four at the moment. Still big games to go, but I think it's a big result, albeit that dodgy referee decision, but still a good result. Yeah, I mean, of all the results this this last weekend, you know, the only other one that would stand out to me was probably the the Burnley result at Wolves, because I watched that game on the on the Sunday morning, and Wolves were absolutely shocking. I don't know what's happened to this team over the last twelve months, but they are not what they used to be. Just lack the identity. I think they're missing Raul Jimenez. But it's, it's not even from an attacking perspective, though. Defensively, they're all over the place. Like, if you're conceding four to Burnley at home, something is definitely wrong. Yeah, I agree on that. It's, I feel like it's that lost identity that they had. You knew how a Nuno team was going to set up last season. And maybe he's talked about trying to get a more attacking style and that, but it's just what for whatever reason it's not working out. I think their squad, they're showing how limited they are with their squad. I know I picked on Raul Jimenez, he's the obvious one, but they only really use about the same 12 or 13 players, really, in the 11s, and I think they're being a bit stretched this season more than most, with the games being so close together. Um, yeah, I think the other couple of games we do need to bring up is the West Brom as well. Them to concede the goal in the way they did. <laughs> had probably any chance of getting out of the league you'd have to say it was getting that three points at Villa and dropping it it must have been heartbreak for the baggies yeah I think that all but confirms that they're probably they're probably down now what about you Adam are you 100% now you you specialise with all of this article so I feel like thank you I think the bottom three's kind of settled now, to be honest. Yeah, Fulham's seven points behind Brighton as well. Um, I can't see any of them making that up in the last, the last five games. Yeah, I think you're right. 
So I think that kind of sums up our Premier League. But talks then in England, I think we do need to mention the League Cup final. I mean, it is the more Diddy Cup in England, but still, still something to mention. I think it was almost how poor Tottenham were is probably the thing. City were good, but you'd it generally looked like Ryan Mason went, here's Mourinho's tactic, let's just try it and see if it works. And it completely bombed. Had dismal performance. Yeah. It was the third game I watched on Sunday. And, you know, after watching Wolves play terribly, then watching my United Leeds, which was just the scrappiest game of football I've seen all season, to then get that Tottenham performance to top it all off, it, it was absolutely dreadful. I, I, it didn't look like they had any actual plan. Um, you say they kind of set up to play like Mourinho, but if you're Ryan Mason and you're trying to set up to play like Mourinho, you're not Mourinho. It's your second game yeah. managing a team. You're not going to get that. Like it, Mourinho didn't get that two games into his managerial career. I, the decision to sack Mourinho is just so baffling week before a cup final just doesn't make any sense we mentioned on the podcast last week it just proved our point that we mentioned there was no point in Zach and Mourinho and we've been justified I think to be fair we're in the majority I doubt there's very many even Spurs fans that we don't have wanted him at least to stay on for the cup final if he was going to get sacked but yeah so talking to City though they had a good Champions League performance last night as of recording um, I didn't see it coming as good. To be fair, I don't think it's as good as everyone's making out. I think 2 1 still risky. I think a lot well, of people are convinced they're through, which you could see PSG score a couple of away goals with the talent they've got. Yeah, I mean, after the first half, I felt pretty comfortable in the fact that PSG were going to go in and win it because, you know, City had chances, but PSG looked the better team in the first half, in my opinion. And I don't know what. Pochettino said at half time, well, they just didn't come out for the second half. It was fair play to City, they did go out and kind of take the game themselves, but I, I don't know what was up with PSG in the second half. M- Mbappe didn't have a single shot the whole game. He's your striker for PSG, and you can't get him having a shot. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Did you enjoy the game last night? It certainly gave me two halves, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> That's a good description. I think ultimately, I think City handled Mbappe and Neymar well. They didn't really let Mbappe get in behind much. Neymar was on the ball plenty, but when it's 30, 40 yards for goal, you're not as concerned. Um, and then the second you press PSG high the way City did in the second half, they're not used to it. It's not what they get in the French League every week. And then you seen what they, what they turn into at the end... Um, between the red card, the surrounding the referee at every chance again. Um, that's what PSG are. Yeah, it's not the first time they've done that this season. No. As soon as things stop, stop going their way, they're, they're like a, a child that you've taken their ice cream from them. They just go in the half. It's, yeah, it's I, ridiculous. I the, the least surprising thing is when um, PSG went 2-1 down that Neymar managed to pick himself up a break I think he always gets carded in games they're drawn or losing. Yeah. <laughs> they usually get yeah. sent off. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're going to need to bring their A game to Manchester if they've got any chance of thinking of going through. So, well, interesting to see. It'll be more, part of it will be if they can keep their discipline because they'll need to have a solid defensive performance, not get 
ill-discipline in terms of precautions and also try and grab the goal. So it'll be interesting to see, because you've got to think maybe a one or two City goals and it's done, really. So it'll be, especially with a couple of away goals, it puts a pressure on a PSG to an attack yeah. the get goal. I mean, that's the last three times they've played a Manchester team in Paris. They've gotten beat. So. It's the manner of it, though. Like as you said, there was a game of two halves. So after the first half, I think everyone was saying, oh my god, this is, might be PSG's year. Like they're brushing this dominant city team aside. And then I just don't know where it went. Liz Adam says, I think it was the change in tactic where they pressed them high in the second half and just they were not able to deal with it. And then even then, when they did get chances to break out, their players were dropping in too deep. It's almost like they were getting too desperate to get on the ball. So as you were saying, they were getting it 40 yards away. You're going to get hemmed out. Or City love a tactical foul. As we saw how many fouls PSG ended up getting towards the end of the game. They're never going to get the goals that they need. I, I think that comes down to Poch, though. Because after 10, 15 minutes of that second half... He had to change something, and he didn't. He just let it keep going the way it was, and it was never going to go well. So it's a strange one. Um, we'll have to see for the second leg, but City. Exciting time next week. I'm excited to watch it already because I mean, I doubt City will sit back. It's not in their nature. So PSG got nothing to lose. They have to go out and score. You can't just sit back. Oh, absolutely. Well, they definitely need two. If they get one, then it's it's no good to them. They need exactly. to. So. Um, but in, staying with the Champions League, Chelsea, I, I think they'll be quite happy with a one-one draw in Madrid. I yeah. think they could have probably won it and feel they could have won it. But if you said to a Chelsea fan before the game, a one-one draw away first leg, you'd probably take it. It's not bad. Yeah, I was waiting for you to mention it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the away goal is the the big thing you're taking away from that game um, is back to Stamford Bridge. Let's see if they can that hold on and get a result. That and too, well, just it's the way goal. If we still play how we play usually with Tuchel being strong at the back, I'd hope we can almost smother Real Madrid out. And that would be probably the hope that he's got as well. Trying not concede will be his. I'd, see, I'd expect quite a defensive performance from Chelsea next week. I might be wrong because... In this game, that's where their defensive performance, but they pressed them from the first minute and they were really struggling with it. I think that's how we started off so well. Like, don't know if you saw the first 10, 15 minutes, but you'd think Chelsea were the home team. They pressed them right up into their defensive third. Corners left, right and centre. They were getting into the box. Um, it's good to watch. Died down a bit in the second half as Real Madrid gained a bit of control, but still a good performance. It's a good result to take it back to Stamford Bridge. I... Uh... It's, it's often what you're looking for if your first leg is away you know it doesn't matter if you don't win it as long as you get an away goal you know you feel pretty confident for the home tie so yeah I mean professional again from Chelsea it's, it's the word I've used to describe them since Tuchel's come in so I was honestly wasn't bit, I wasn't even that surprised that they got a 1-1 draw so who are you, who you thinking I'll just ask you quickly it's not the podcast but who's going through in both legs and we'll come back to this prediction next week I'll ask both of you it's just the two do you want to go back to our predictions from a few weeks ago they weren't great fair, I think we expected Bayern to be at this point so that's already I had Bayern to win it you both had Bayern to win it so 
He also had Liverpool to go through against Real Madrid. I disagreed with that. Yeah, very true. Uh, I think... Oh, man, it pains me to say City. It would pain me even more to say City versus Chelsea in the final, but I kind of see it happen. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Well, we can't all agree, can we? So I'll go City-Real Madrid. Oh, I think that's fair. I think this... I'd be... Unless PSG give like, one of their best European performances, which we've seen before, like when Liverpool took Barcelona back um, the tie a couple of years ago, I fully expect City to go through. I think the one that is the edgy one is Real Madrid. If they get an earlier away goal, then there'll be questions asked of them from Stamford Bridge. But I'd probably go City-Chelsea. That's because I think I'll stick on my prediction saying Chelsea will win it. So I've got to trade that one out. <laughs> I guess it's also going to depend if, if Pep tries to mess with his tactics. Because if he tr- if he tries something fancy for the second leg, then PSG could go on and win it. Yeah, it's the, that's the only reason they've got as far as they have, is he's not tried to chuck Cancelo up front. Or oh man, I can't wait. Or Gundogan as a centre-back. or whatever. That was the, he just always overcomplicates things if he needs to. Um, but yeah, so we're interested next week. We're good to come back to this. But main story of the podcast today i think we'll talk about the scottish cup we'll bring it closer to home we're going to briefly mention it because we kind of have to the old firm team's been out that will also mean for me and adam a lot of pain um rangers were knocked out in dramatic fashion did you enjoy the game adam no i did <laughs> i enjoyed it a lot I think it's how fairy tale it was for St Johnston though, the fact that the keeper got involved and I don't know, like if you haven't seen it go and look this up, if you're listening to it I mean you don't follow Scottish football, look up the goal that St Johnston scored to equalise and the last minute of extra try time can I point out as well, it was just Last minute to take it to penalties oh. and then this the same goalkeeper involved in the goal you know, yeah. is there for the penalty shootout as you say, it's fairy tale stuff. It definitely, is like a keeper made a dream of being like, this is how I want my day to go, and it never happens. But one of those almost like FIFA type things, you never expect that to happen in real life. But here we are, and of course, it happened to the team I support. So brilliant. Um, fair play to St Johnston, they've been doing well. They're such a successful club. We'll go on to talk about that more in a minute. But it was hard to watch. I don't think we deserved it really either. I can't say that it was unjustified. We didn't do enough. And if you don't do enough in a game to win it, you don't deserve to go through. It's as simple as that. I think you would probably agree with that, Adam, as well. I'm guessing. Oh, St. Johnson deserved it. Um, It was a... We looked like we were a a team playing a game at the end of the season. Um, We know much to play for, which just wasn't the case. Uh, so I've, I've little to say on it. Keyword laboured, I would say. It's, yeah. It was a laboured performance. Because people might rattle, rattle, rattle off things like shots and everything, but as a fan, you know how your team plays. And at no point did I think we looked good enough to go on to win the game. And if you don't no. have that, then St Johnston were on their day. They were defended well, took the chances, couldn't ask for much more. Um. So, St Johnston got through, that all mean that the old firm aren't in the semi-final and 
I honestly don't know the last time Neve Road Farm Club didn't reach a semi final of the Scottish Cup. I probably should have looked that up. It's been a while. It has to have been. Not for one of the clubs to be there. It has to be a while, you'd expect. So it'll be it's a big opportunity for all four clubs, and that's why we're talking about it as well. I think if you had an old firm club here it'd be easy to say Rangers or Celtic. But I think every team has a chance and I think almost it's like its own wee mini tournament now that they've got. So, um, St. Johnson gone through, how do you rate their chances? Because they've got very high in the semis. I think St. Johnson have proven that they're, they're a good cup team, so it's difficult to not back them to get past St. Mirren. Yeah. I think it's because all four teams, you would have to say, don't really have much to play for in the league as well. So it makes it even more interesting because... Most of them, I mean, the Hibs could technically go get caught by Aberdeen, but you'd have to say third place is secure. United are safe. They're not going to do anything else. St. Johnston are not going to do anything else. St. Mirren are probably going to finish top of their relegation group. They're not going to do anything else. So I'd fully expect rotated lineups in the league and all teams will just go. I know I would. If I was in charge, I'd say, let's go for it. Get Southwark. Why not? So um, what about you, Adam? How are you feeling about the St. Johnston, St. Mirren game? So just quickly, Dan, it's the first time since 2014-15 that there's not an old firm team in the final. Inverness beat Falkirk 2-1. Oh. You know, somebody's come prepared with a research done and a phone in our hands so we can check things. Can I just say that your research is actually incorrect? Scottish Cup in 2014-15, Celtic were in the semi-final against Inverness. I thought Dan said the final in old firm No, I saw it the semi-final. Oh, my, my apologies. Yeah, that's why it's so hard to find. It's 2005-2006. The semi-finalists were Hearts, Hibs, Dundee and Gretna. Oh, Gretna. That's a throwback. Hearts went on to win it. Most people listening probably don't even know who Gretna is, which probably shows how much of a throwback it is. But, yeah, so what you're talking about, once in every 15 years, like this comes around. You've got to seize the opportunity, and every the thing is, when most of the teams, I'd probably say on paper, Hibs are the best. I don't think, I mean, the league table shows that, but none of the teams are that much better than the rest of them, or that much worse. You'd have to say every team's got their own chance. So, yeah, it's it's interesting because Hibs are obviously favourites for the semi final against Dundee United, but you know we saw in that game against Aberdeen. If this team plays like that against Hibs, they have every chance of getting through to the final because the best performance in years. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just going to be a matter of keeping an eye on it. As you say, any team can win this at this point. I think that is what makes it so interesting and why you actually want to pay attention to it going forward because I would be far less interested if, if a Celtic or Rangers was there because the assumption is they're going to go on and win it. So. Yeah, because the thing is, I think that's what we were mentioning, There's, you do have to be no, not surprised if any of the four teams won this this year, really. I mean, I think, to be fair, maybe St. Marin out of all of them, no disrespect, they're probably surprised. But they've, they beat not Rangers like the Cup and the League Cup, so I mean, they could get a Cup performance if they need it to be. Um, but... Yeah, no, I think, and you've mentioned United as well. I agree with you. I don't want to get you too excited about it, but it was maybe one of the best team performances I've seen all season, especially in Scottish leagues. It was 
incredible. I mean, you easily could have scored five or six. No, no, very impressive. I don't think anybody expected it from them. So Aberdeen have a strong team on paper, at least. I know they've had their managerial change. Glasses came in. He's not done bad so far in starting. So I've not. I don't think I've ever really seen United score three in one game this season. Never mind. Not unless we're conceding four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, St Johnson's v St Mirren. What are you thinking? I'm guessing I'm gonna just go say, say it's St Johnson, just because in the last ten years they've probably been the best. I sort of found they were technically they're the second best team in Scotland. Depends on every Rangers league title that they've just won because it does shift it. But of course, since Rangers are in the lower leagues, in terms of the silverware and league finishes, the constant third finishes and getting a couple of cups along the last ten years. Um, kind of hard not to say that they won't get past St Mirren but this cup seems to be full of surprises left right and centre this year so I might be wrong no, I, I would I would back that and say you know as I said before they've, they've proven themselves to be probably the second best cup team in Scottish football at the moment other than you know Celtic who just kept winning cups for years um, St Mirren they could turn up on the day, but I, I just fancy St. Johnson in that tie. What about you, Adam? You're going all three for Saints? <laughs> well, that's... Well, Saints are definitely going for it. I couldn't <laughs> agree with you, could I? Someone has to disagree here. Uh, now I'm going to take St. Mum. Um, I, I think Cam Davidson's done tremendous at St. Johnson this year. Um, but St. Mun's in good form. I think they've only lost two in twelve. They've won four of their last five. Um, they've beat St. Johnson in one of their games this year. And I just I, I fancy in the semi final. I think Jim Goodwin will just be able to to get a wee edge. So I'll go St. Mun. Yeah, I think that's a fair night we talked about. We were talking about surprises and that. I can't say I'd be surprised or something. It wouldn't be a big shock. I just expect St. Johnston to go through, but. I wouldn't be surprised if St Mirren made it. I think the teams on paper are not too dissimilar. And the coaches have both had good seasons, in my opinion. They've both done well for what they've achieved um, across the board, cups and leagues. So, I think if you look in terms of points, they're, they're actually roughly similar. It's just yeah. St Mirren and Dundee United just end up just slightly on the wrong side of the split and St Johnson end up on the right side of Um what you say is, it should be a tight game. Yeah, because as you say, it's the wrong end of the split. I mean, because I might throw people off that, that for people that don't know, the SBL splits the last um, six, six games, is it? Five games? How many games is that? Five games. Five games, yeah, because you play against the six teams. Splits the last five games of the season into a top tier and a bottom tier, and basically it's a relegation in the championship tiers, top six and bottom six, but it makes the league table look extremely strange because as I access it now, St. Johnson are on 41 points for safe and St. Byrne are seventh, but they have 43 points, but it's because yeah. you can't jump up after that, so yeah, it's, they are much of a muchness that Livingston all the way down to Motherwell are pretty much, I mean, and Livingston are falling off the barrel, we're not talking about them today, but really it's... But the point of the Dundee United are all kind of similar abilities, you would say, and the league table doesn't lie most of the time. So, at the point of the split, St. Johnson beat St. Martin on goal difference. Yeah, 
to be there. That's incredible. Shows how close it is. Two goals on goal difference. St. Martin were minus eight, St. Johnson were minus six. So I think it'll be a really close game. It'll be interesting to see if they both have the mentality that I think most Scottish fans have that they both go for it. I'm sure they will. We'll, I'm going to keep an eye out on this weekend on lineups, but I know even for Dundee United, they rotated heavily um, before their Aberdeen game. I'm pretty sure, I mean, Jack, you'll be able to tell me, but I'm pretty sure they played basically their full B team when Kilmarnock beat them in the SPL, like just before. Yeah, pretty much. That they did not have Shankland out. They didn't have most, even though they're fit. They just, and I think most of the teams will do the same. For example, I'm sure um, St. Mirren have Hamilton at the weekend, and Hamilton need the points. St. Mirren really don't. Like, they can't do anything else. The difference between finishing sixth and eighth is really, no, seventh and ninth is not really that impressive, really. Prize money wise, is not that different either. So, you'd probably expect a fully rotated team. You probably would from all the teams, to be fair. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that at the weekend. But, yeah, so that will do the first tie. So, other one, um, probably the two more bigger teams on in history, you would say, as Scottish Leagues, probably ones that more people outside of Scotland have heard of. Um, Hibs v Dundee United. We know Jack's going to be biased here, so we'll go to him first and see what he says. Excuse me. <laughs> I am biased. Um, Massive hips fan. So I was just checking, by the way. Um, it's Easter Road every weekend. There was uh, six changes between the Kilmarnock game and the Aberdeen game. So, you know, about half of your B team playing. Um, I mean, I, I want to say Dundee Knight are going to win it. I want to. And I have some belief that they, they can. I just think it, Hibs are obviously the favourite team here, you know. Uh, as much as I want them to win, I'm going to back Dundee United because I can't not I can't not say it. But I would understand as you guys both said Hibs. Yeah, I go to Adam next. Um, <laughs> because you know I I love Jack so much. I would love to see Dundee United win just for him. But at the same time, I'd love to see them get humped because seeing Jack's ads really enjoyable. Well, you need some sort of positive in your life being an Arsenal fan. I feel like you think the Arsenal stuff still hurts me. I've accepted it. It's a shame that Rangers had to go win. (laughs) Rangers have a league title this season, Jack. It'd just be greedy to ask for anything else. Look at side, the league title was definitely the priority. Absolutely. The, um, I think Dundee United will make it an exciting game, but I, I still just think Hibs might be a bit too strong for them. Yeah. I mean, the question is, can can they do that Aberdeen performance again? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Is if Dundee United are going to perform like that right through the cup, then they'll go on and win it. Like they were that impressive. We don't think much teams, even the old farm, could deal with a team performing. But I guess that's maybe United's downfall is they need everyone to have their best performance every time. I'd, especially against Hibs, I'd say they are the favourites and I don't think there'd be many people disputing that just because the talent that they have and the league position. 
they both don't lie. You've got a good manager, well, a pedigree almost manager in terms of her and Jack Ross. You've got the league table comfortably third and the best squad with the highest wages. If it was an old, it's not an old firm level, but you know, Hibs are. Hibs and Aberdeen on paper usually are a bit above, but Dundee United did it to Aberdeen, so could happen again, I guess. Well, it's in your hands deciding who you're predicting. I don't know. The problem is, right, I'll tell you, is that Hibs are essentially, for people that don't follow Scottish football, the Spurs of Scottish football. So, like, they will always perform when they're not really expected to, but as soon as pressure is put on them, they crumble. So I think I'd probably suited Hibs if Rangers or Celtic were still in it because they quite like being underdog. But now that they've got the pressure on them, I don't know. On paper, Hibs should go through. And I think I'll just go Hibs. Um, I mean, just to prove your point there, Daniel, you tried to type bottle jobs in one of our group chats yesterday and your phone auto-corrected to bottle Hibs. (laughs) Yeah. So it just shows. I mean, it shows what's on my mind, basically. Um, they, they're hips, aren't they? Like it's hips. Like I don't know. Like if I was another team, not hips, I probably would say definitely hips. But I think, but the good thing about hips games, watch there be a nil nil incoming. But they're usually quite entertaining. You have goals, teams attacking, and the best way to get hips is they attack quite a lot. So the best way to get hips is attacking. So hopefully Dundee United don't stick to their quite, let's just say, cautious approach they've used for the league this year and go out firing. So I think their best chance of going through is giving a right old go at that Hibs defence. It does not fill me with confidence, but vice versa. Hibs are good going forward. Like Doidge and that go, go um, Nisbet, their strength is clearly in the forward line. So um, hopefully it's a good game to watch. Um, but I'll go Hibs. But only just and I mean I think that if they do go through I'll probably use the same rhetoric for them in the final as well I have to say I <laughs> don't like ever backing Hibs unless against the old farm they always seem to enjoy taking points or the David Gray special that I know will break Adam's heart to this day against Rangers so well another don't... point would be Dundee United haven't actually beaten Hibs since 2016 so you've got a good five years there of, of not getting a win against Hibs. Um, so, as I say, I understand why you guys aren't going Dundee United. Yeah, so we'll go on to the final then. So Hibs and Johnson. Yep, Hibs and Johnston. Where are we going with this then? It sounds like a good final, first of all. Um, I'm going St. Johnston. I mean, St. Johnston are the team that have proven they can win Cups. Hibs have proven that they will bottle finals, so I don't understand. There's, there's no need for a discussion here, right? <laughs> yeah, I have to say, maybe side St Johnston as well. The thing is, for people that don't follow Scottish football, it's just that you would think Hibs will win it. I mean, they should win it, and if they do win it, I can't say I'd be surprised because they should probably. Well, the bookies will have them as favourites. It's just, I don't know, I'm not a better man, so. <laughs> I knew you were say that. <laughs> I know that you love a bet, Jack, so... Oh, I'm a massive better. This is, this is not the podcast for betting. Anyway, so... I think we'll go... The thing is, if Hibs were a normal, another team, I would just say they're a, not a banker, but I'd expect them to win. Um, what about you, Adam? How do you see 
that's playing or playing. It's hard to to look past the fact St Johnson beat Hibs three 0 in the semi finals of the League Cup. Um, but at the same time, can I see Hibs being as poor as they were that day against St Johnson again? Yes, probably. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> um, I but, thought I was going somewhere else. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm going to go Hibs, and it's just just like to I be think different. after the disappointment of the Hearts game where they got beaten the semis in last year's Scottish Cup that obviously was played this year. Um, and then the, I mean, getting humped after St. Johnson in that semi-final. I just think that, I think Jack Ross will find a way of getting them to win this because it justifies everything that he's done this year. If they can get, if they could get that on top of finishing third, um, it really cements his legacy at Hibs. I think it's also since St Johnson have been so work good in cups domestically, you can always use it as a positive in terms of they know what they're doing, but vice versa. Hibs might see it, as I said, it's that opportunity thing, and Jack Ross might have them fired up saying it's their big opportunity, whereas no disrespect to St Johnston, but with how well they've done domestic in domestic cups recently, um, they might have that thing of, meh, like, it'll be good to win it, but I'll be interested in the same mentality that will go behind it as well. Because if Hibs come in with a strong mentality to win it, they just will. But at the same time, the thing that St Johnson have, and they've shown against Rangers and Celtic this season, the main point was the game that Rangers just played. They are good at soaking up pressure. So for a team like Hibs, whose main outlet is attacking, it will be. It's, I think that's why Hibs tend to struggle in St Johnston. They're a good unit, they're set up well. They're, know the rules and when I say that it makes them sound like they play a 5-4-1 which they don't like they, they do attack but they're just well organised they know what they're doing and I think it'll be Hibs will struggle to break them down and then St John's will get on the counter like they'll do to quite a lot of teams it could make this weekend interesting it could get a wee snapshot of the final they play Easter Road on Saturday that's a thing. I think we'll be interesting to see. We'll look at the team news. It'll be interesting to see how many first team players are out. Because, like you say, especially for this one, they might almost use it as a trial run and actually play first teams. Yeah. Um, I expect Dundee United um, and Sam Mirren to rotate, to be honest. But I think um, this will be interesting to see. Um, yeah. So we're going to go two for. <laughs> St Johnston, one for Hibs, but I'm always that guy slightly on the fence, and I can't say I'd be surprised if Hibs won either. I don't think any of us would, uh, with any of the teams, if we're completely wrong with these predictions. Well, I mean, it could still be a St Bond Dundee United final, and you wouldn't be sure, would you? So, in conclusion, we're saying Dundee United's going to win it, yeah? Whatever happens, Jack, you'll be disappointed. That's, that's, all, that's true. But that's mainly because I'm a Man United fan. <laughs> to be fair, if Seagrass was fit, I would have gave Dundee United maybe a chance. I think not having him in goals would make a huge difference. Well, he's let's... massive. He's massive for them. That's true. But we'll have to wait and see. Still he hope. is massive, to be fair. He's like 6'7 or something. I mean, massive in every respect. Hey, <laughs> Dan, that is filth. Right, this is a, this is a family, family podcast. podcast. <laughs>
where did your minds go anyway? That's plenty. I think that's maybe a good thing to cut this if you're going to go that direction. So, um, well, we're running a little bit short today. Um, I was thinking maybe we could just for five ten minutes maybe look at our Champions League predictions for the quarterfinals and see how badly wrong we were. This will be fun. So, Bayern PSG. I think we all backed Bayern, didn't we? We all backed Bayern. We yeah. all backed Bayern. It was before Lewandowski got injured. So Yeah, I think I will put an asterisk and say things did change. I mean, especially Bayern. I think if I knew Lewandowski wasn't fit, I may have potentially tried the PSG, or one of us at least may have said PSG. He is yeah. integral to what yeah. they do. But we, we were very confident. You yeah, problems. it was never going to go well for them. Um, following on from that, I mean, Man City Dortmund. I think, I think we all had City, but I think we probably were surprised that, you know, you didn't get that big game performance from Haaland that I think we expected. I think I'm surprised how easy it was. I expected City to go through, but maybe as you say, Haaland and that to give them that. that was yeah. I think the tie came at the wrong time for Dortmund. With Haaland was slightly to form after that international break, and obviously Sancho being out, um, I think that affected them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did have Bayern to win it overall, so that does put a spanner in the works, doesn't it? That's unused to it. To be fair, I had City beating Bayern to reach the final. You two disagreed with me. Well, there you go. So the Jack is the only one that's completely in the wrong. Oh, yeah, Jack's right. Well, fun. speaking Jack of Jack in the wrong, fun. speaking of me in the wrong, how about Real Madrid-Liverpool when you two both said Liverpool were going to win it and I said Real Madrid? Stop trying to disguise that you're in the mud. You're in oh, the no, you're in the mud here. <laughs> Real Madrid-Liverpool. So where was that Liverpool performance you two both expected? Yeah, Fair enough. To be fair, and I know Adam said the same thing on this, this was the tie where we did say it could go either way, and with Real Madrid, you have a team that's professional in Europe. We talk about teams that have almost legacies, and I mean, Real Madrid are the most successful team in the Champions League, so in Zidane's most, I mean, three Champions League titles as a manager. I can't say, I'd, I'd, I'm sure we said at the time, I couldn't be surprised if Madrid did make it through. I just expected, because Liverpool at that time, they seem to have pulled themselves up in the Premier League a bit now, to be honest. By that time, it seemed like the Champions League was the only way they'd get top four. But I think they still have a chance now in the league. So it'll be interesting to see how that shifts. And then, I mean, the one that we all kind of expected, Chelsea versus Porto. Um, no comfortable the port over, I think Chelsea are doing quite happy with the tie I'm sure we're setting as we the word that we'd always used in professional it was nothing outstanding but they got the job done and it was fun it was I wouldn't say it's yeah. not a massive performance Mason Mount again was incredible his goal was nice don't remember that but not much else sticks out from the games to be honest yeah it was a fairly straightforward one Porto missing the, the two big guys in the first leg really affected them, obviously. And if... that's a, these absentees are big. That's, that's a thing I, I'm sure that's why we said no Real Madrid, because they didn't have Ramos or fans, but they, they managed that. They did well. And, um, 
Their system suffocated Waterfield in their game. How they went to the five at the back. Doesn't seem to work as well against Chelsea, but well, if we made mistakes in the Champions League, I think we got pretty much everything spot on in the Europa League. Yeah. Because we did have Villarreal, Arsenal, Man United, Roma to go through. So we can be proud of ourselves for that one at least. Yeah, I'll be now, I'm sure but now where the divergence will happen. I'm quite excited to the games tonight. No disrespect to United or Roma. It's the Arsenal, Villarreal one or more. I think it's more because I think it could go either way. It depends. We were split on, whereas I think we'd all expect United to beat Roma. They should beat Roma. There, yeah. It's an embarrassment for Manchester United not to win this competition. Now. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see if Arsenal turn up tonight, because you know that that game against Slavia Prague, they were really good, um, but they don't play like that every week. No, so. First leg against Slavia Prague, they were not great. But if they can play how they played second leg Slavia Prague, you, the thing is, to be fair to Arteta, he's quite good in the cups. So, and I'm sure that's what we said when we were talking about this. He could pull us out of the bag. Um, Just a reminder of what we did predict. I think we had Villarreal and Man United to go through to the final, and then used to decided that Villarreal was going to win it. So. Yeah, I only yes. done that in protest because you told me I had to predict very well at Man United. So. Well, prove us wrong, Arsenal. Well, actually, we have a chance now. Would anyone like to change their opinions or are we still sticking to it now that we've said I'm it? sticking with United to win. I will stick with Jack being disappointed no matter what. I know, right? What's this podcast theme today? Jack's teams don't win cups. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, because you hire bottlers, I mean, always especially. We'll see if he can get past the semi final failure. He loves a semi final. Yeah. He just doesn't like finals boost. because of the, the whole ego boost situation. Oh, he wouldn't know what it feels like to be in a final, Adam. <laughs> Jack, it's just an unneeded ego boost to go win a trophy. Okay? I'm sure he'd like to get a final, but I don't think he'd want to win it because, as you say, silver is an ego boost. He'd just want to take part. No, he doesn't want to paper off the tracks. It shows the progress. He loves a second place finish. So if he can get a second place finish in the Europa League, he might say two second places. That's a good season. So well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I'd be quite. Would if Adam if Arsenal? Do you think Arsenal can win it? I know we disregard them before, but if you, for example, if you think they're going to get past Villarreal, would you expect them to beat United in the final, or would you still think it's? United to it would still be United's trophy to go win. They would still be favourites and rightfully so. Um but getting a Young Lacazette and Tierney back fit going into a final, I think it's a one off game. We managed to beat City last year in the, the FA Cup. Um so I'd still be confident. Arsenal have been a bit of a, a bogey team for United the last couple of seasons as well. Don't have a good record against Arteta. He dominated us in the FA Cup final as well. It was probably one of the we went one nil up as well. I remember. Nah, Pulisic got injured. It was, it was mm. good for I think for Arsenal. You're saying the older names, but for me, it's if they can get players like Smith Rowe and Saka. I think they're the ones that teams actually are scared of because they just don't 
stop running. <laughs> so, so I think teams hate it. They're just, they're just cause a nuisance the whole time or always make runs in behind. I think older professionals, no disrespect, but almost they're too cultured and they know what they're trying to do. But I think they kind of create that wild card type of scenario when yeah. Arsenal attack them and give them that extra dynamic. I, I definitely think the Tyler ends Arsenal Villarreal. Yeah. We're not even mentioned them here. But... Arsenal's other motivation is this is their only chance to get European football. You know, yeah. they're not going to qualify through the league. This is their opportunity to to get that place. So it will be an interesting one to watch. I'm looking forward to the games tonight. Especially Champions League football. Be big if they can get that. Really make a difference. Definitely. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I'll be excited to see how we get on, and guess we'll touch base next week on the podcast to see where well, we're at. We've made a lot of cup predictions. Probably have a rough idea. I'll be interested to see SPL lineups and stuff as well, but we'll move on past that. But um, whoever does go into one, it may be the last time for a while. No club, no firm club are in the semis, so we've looked until it's about fifteen years. So. It's a good chance for all the teams. There will never be a better opportunity for all the clubs, so let's hope they go on for it. Come follow us at Last Minute Corner on Twitter, where you can let us know who you think will win a trophy. You also can find links to our blog, who has a range of analytical pieces from a range of football and leagues, where you can get your daily football fix. Make sure you let us know and what you think of the podcast and leave a five-star review. It really helps us grow. Thanks again for listening and join us next week where we talk more football and see how right we actually were.